P-S-N-Y. So for a vacation, I finally bullet. I bought fire, uh, blood and fire. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got like read like read like twenty just today. It's it's fun. Yeah, it's. I mean, like it. It's kind of like a history book. Um, yeah. It doesn't quite read as like you know, if anyone who's only read you know a song of ice and fire, it's definitely different. Um, but it is interesting. It's interesting having that as like a companion piece when you're watching the show because which I'm two episodes behind, by the way. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, like, because that the fire and blood presents a very kind of like single-minded analysis of what happened, and there's like, yeah, and I think it's supposed to be written like a couple decades, if not a hundred years after the actual dance of the dragons. Yeah. So, uh, it's interesting because we're the grand masters of old town. <laughs> it was all of history. As, oh, speaking of history, Aaron Hicks loops a single to left, oh or to center. I'm sorry. Uh, hi, folks. This is uh, Bleacher Creatures episode 144. As always, brought to you by XL Media, Elite Sports NY, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, and as always, Rivercrest NY NYD. Uh, Al, before we fall too, too far down the fantasy hole, uh, you might be witnessing history here. We are watching this as the East have already clinched the division. Have two runners on with nobody out. Aaron Judge going on with number 61. Like, is this all it's going to take for him to hit home run number 61? Is just us podcasting? Because I was, I pulled it up gonna, on uh, the other monitor. Walk his ass, man. Come on. They're, they're going to walk him. Like Kevin Gossman got out and said, I'm not trying to be the answer to a trivia question. Yeah, fair enough. I But, like, come on. Just, like, let him hit it and just be done with it at this fucking point. He's 100% pressing, too. What's, what's that? He's pressing. He has to be right now, like, especially swinging it at that center out of the zone, like he like he did. Well, that was like kind of the first. I think that was the first swing I've seen from him over the last few days, where he has definitely expanded. Um, I oh, did he get it? Oh, no. you're ahead of me. You're ahead of me. Nah, he got under that one. Yeah. So like like, but that's what I mean. Like he'll he's put together some good swings. And he's just a little underneath it, or he just misses it. He doesn't quite get enough. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We're entering some kind of scary territory here. The, the, we're running out of time. <laughs> I mean, I think that baseball, the baseball odds are kind of also at, at play. So he, he's got to do it at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it would be nice, but I think all I'm like ultimately, his home runs have come in bunches all year. This is no different. Uh, but this is this is definitely a fun lineup out there because look, the divisions won. Uh, Ozzy Cabrera is batting second behind Judge. Y- you gotta love this man. This is what like th- this is what the race is all about, especially no, absolutely. The end. Absolutely, it's like now is the time to experiment and really just kind of go out and let the kids play. I mean, yeah, Cabrera hitting second and Peraza hitting fucking fourth. Also, who is this pitcher for Toronto and what the M- hell Mitch is he White. himself? As Mitch White, he's he's filling in, and it's obvious. But like, yeah, you have Peraza hitting fourth, which is fucking awesome. 
Timmy Lacasho's in. Like, yeah, who gives a shit at this point? Like, fuck it's, you, Toronto. <laughs> it, wow, like, you're you're really taking that Vladdy. This is my house stuff personally. Well, you know, it's just like I'm a big fan of Vladdy. I was a big fan of Bo until I like the shit about his father and what they did to Dante Jr. and like. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's not it, Bo's it, fault. But no, it's not. But like you know. It, Stand behind your brother, man. Don't side with the person in power. Fuck. I mean, but, like, like, yeah. You know, Toronto, it's just one of those things where it's getting like you haven't really done much as a team. Like, like, humble yourselves a little bit, you know? Like, again, and the Yankees haven't really done much as a team either. I mean, you know, they've not made it to the World Series. The, the only teams that can brag in the division are Tampa because, you know, they made it to the World Series and, I guess Boston, because they're the last AL East team to ooh, get down. Get down. Oh boy, Ozzy. Uh, oh, come on. Fuck you, Hicks. God Hicks. damn it. How do you misread that? Because he's a- an a- idiot. You're, Aaron, he's your idiot son. He is my idiot son. Aaron Hicks, like, for, for those not watching, folks, Oswaldo Cabrera looped the single to center. Hicks kind of second guessed where it was going to land. And now it's a fielder's choice. What an idiot. Like, he's getting why the fuck did he go back? I mean, okay, well, this is actually a good thing. This is actually a, a good focus on because let's go back to the start of the season, man. Like, with Cashman's moves, like, right after the lockout, well, specifically the Donaldson trade, we're looking at this team like, okay, like, I, I don't know if this is necessarily a first-place team, but they're certainly not a fourth-place team. Yeah, I'm like I, I never thought that the Yankees would ever really be a fourth place team. Um, Third place always seemed the floor, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so because you knew Tampa was going to be up there, and it was just a matter of <laughs> what Toronto was going to do. And again, like you know, you, that kind of arrogance that Toronto has started to build up just by having the young guns, and you know, Vladdy Jr. being the runner-up MVP like I, I remember because around the time the baseball season was getting started it was uh, the hockey playoffs were going on so I was listening to a lot of Toronto media and they were making a big deal out of um like I guess they had like a a, a pre-season kind of promo where it's like yesterday was just or like last season was just whatever this season is the movie or whatever <laughs> it's like last season last, last season the trailer this season's the, season's the movie yeah, yeah, that was exactly it. So, you know, it's just a really kind of corny thing. And then, you know, you just got the history, like, you know, that one game where Toronto beat the Yankees and Vladdy Jr. celebrated like it was the fucking winning out of the World Series. It's like, I, I, I get it. You're chasing the big dogs who have, like, perennial, perennially been there. But, like, I don't know. It's the arrogance. I said, so, so what if my one of my dad friends uh, is a Blue Jays fan mm-hmm. and he's, he's not from Toronto. He like the, his, his reason for being a Blue Jays fan or winner weird, uh, but he's he, all season long. He, he's like, Oh, so uh, Yankees are kind of slumping the Blue Jays. You got to keep an eye on them. And I said to him like, dude, I don't think you realize. Yeah. Vladdy's great. Bo is great. George Springer is great. Like the Blue Jays have a very strong lineup, but if Kevin Gossman is the ace of your staff, that's a lot you're asking of your pitching staff. 
Yeah, I mean, it also doesn't help that fucking Barreos has been awful. Like, like call it how it is. Jose Barreos is awful in the American League East. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember I said I said Devin Gossman, who most of his damage that he's done, most of his success came in the National League. Now he's in in American League East, even with that good splitter. You have you just said uh, Jose Barrios hasn't been great since coming over from the Twins. Hyunjin Ryu, okay, yeah, he's pretty good, but then he's going to hit the injured list. Sure enough, now he has Tommy John surgery. Yusei Kikuchi got banished to the bullpen as my wife cooks dinner in the background. That's a little noisier, folks. <laughs> and I seriously need to get a home studio. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, so the Blue Jays are saying, yeah, we're going to slug our way to the World Series. The media bought into it. Sports Illustrated predicted the Blue Jays would not only get, get to the World Series, they would win the AL East outright. Look, look where we're now. They're going to they're gonna hit one of the wild card spots. They don't know which one. And yet, two nights ago, Vladdy Jr., this is my house. This is my house. And then my, and then Michael K. of all people, hoses him. Like that, That's a low, no matter how you spin it, folks. I'm sorry. If yeah. Michael K. roasts your ass and makes you look like an asshole, that, that is a career low. That is not something you want going on your permanent record under any circumstances. At Did he all. roast him for that specifically? Because I know he roasted him about the he was watching what that hit that got him thrown out at second. Oh, oh, oh you haven't heard this? Oh my god, no. Okay, no, so, so I, I think I was busy and I couldn't watch the game. I couldn't watch the post game, and I actually have not tuned into the Michael K show in a long time. So. so well, no, this this was at the end of the yes broadcast last night, like kind of like shifting from uh on the field to the proper post game show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, the guys were running off the field into the tunnel, making their way to the clubhouse. Aaron Judge is like, hey, don't pop bubbles without me. Don't pop them without me. Michael K, without missing a beat from the top rope. And it's very nice of, of Larry Jr. to let the Yankee Yank celebrate in his house. <laughs> Jesus. Again, when Michael freaking K, of all people, is the one who roasts your ass, that's yeah. a problem. Like, Vlad, yeah. you got to take a long moral inventory. <laughs> and look like you know i don't want vladdy jr to become a stoic boring baseball player because he's one of the most exciting players in the game but oh yeah. yeah have a little bit more of a feel you're the team that you're chasing you you win in on a walk off that like let's just be honest any walk off wins in extra innings are fucking mickey mouse wins because of the start the runner on second rule yeah like yeah you know, i don't understand so, how the players love it so so much I guess I guess it's just a matter of they don't want to be there as long as right fans feel like they want them to be. So but yeah, I mean like this is our house, but you guys are still trailing a pretty sizable difference for the American League East. And I imagine it's a house that's apparently so bad that the city wants to knock down the Rogers Center and build pretty much an exact carbon copy right next to it. Yeah, yeah, it's your it's your house that the city wants wants to know. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, it, it's a weird thing, you know. It's it's trying to make something out of nothing, and it's just like, dude, congrats on the win. Like, who cares? So the Yankees have how many games? They got seven games left after this: three against Baltimore, four against the Rangers. What if you're Aaron Boone? How are you spending? How are you going to manage these seven games? Like, you're going to probably going to make sure that 
at least some of the regulars are getting days off or only play playing in winnings. You got to figure out the bullpen. Alec, if you're Aaron Boone, what, what are you prioritizing? Um, letting guys who have played a lot of games, you know, kind of rest up a bit and try to get the guys who have been struggling throughout the season, see if they can find their way into a hot streak at the perfect time going into the playoffs. And honestly, just get Cabrera and Peraza as many at-bats as you can. Like, just kind of Cabrera see what they especially. Well, I like, honestly, I don't see how you go into the playoffs without having Cabrera being in the starting lineup. I mean, he's like, he's more than capable with his bat. And we definitely know he can handle his, like, you know, you have him in the outfield with Bader and, and Judge, like, that's a good defensive outfield. Like, regardless yeah. of if Cabrera is playing left or right or Judge is playing right or center or, and whoever, wherever Bader plays. I mean, those are the guys where you just, you know, like, you keep playing them. Just see what you have in them, in them because – as of right now, both Peraza and Cabrera are showcasing themselves very nicely to be on the team next year or to be very valuable trade pieces. Um, I think with Osvaldo Cabrera, I think, A, you hang on to him at least for next next year. This is a weird detail of Mayhew and almost like an everyday utility guy. If I think you really got to commit to the idea of him playing left field. Yeah. Uh, and not just that, I think it, if you look at his swing, especially right now, it's a good swing. It's a very long swing. Um, I'll, I'll actually, I'm, I'm actually going to push back on that a little bit. Um, I think mechanically his swing is very, very, very good. It's smooth. I do think it's compact. I think there are times when he'll expand a little bit or, or he'll yeah. try to get a little too big to drive the ball. Um, and a former, uh, I guess not teammate because he, he played at my alma mater after I graduated, but he's friends with a lot of um, a lot uh, of your old teammates still. Uh, my old teammates. Uh, he writes for, I believe, Pinstripe Alley now. He did an article recently on Oswaldo Cabrera's mechanics and talked about like maybe not opening up his hips as early as he does because he'll, he will, he'll tend to pull off some of those outside pitches. Um, and then, but he, he wrote that around the same time that I just kind of tweeted out into the nothingness, like Cabrera is, has got such a sweet swing for the stadium and yeah. he makes good hitting decisions when he's like, sometimes he'll get a little antsy and he'll expand the zone. But most of the time, even when he's not making good contact or if he swings and misses, he swings at pitches where you're like, Okay, like that's that's a good choice. That's a good decision. You just missed it. Like good swing and everything. Just get your timing to get that next pitch. Like whether he swings through a fastball or he's a little out in front on like a hanging curveball. It's like okay, that's like he's not chasing as much as like maybe you would think for a young twenty three year old. So, for a guy who's in his first cup of coffee in the major leagues, has suddenly inserted himself into the everyday lineup. I mean, it's. He he's a ball player. He's a you know, ball I'm not player. saying he's going to be like the next stud or anything, but he is definitely kind of a DJ LeMahieu or even like a Ben Zobris type, where yeah. you're going to get so much value out of what he does defensively, and he's going to add a little bit extra with the bat. Like it, it's there. His his potential. You know, I, I know Peraza, who's up now, has really stolen the you know the spotlight. Same with uh, Volpe, but you know. 
Cabrera is a dark horse. And I think if you get in the gap, get in the, ah, damn. Um, you know, why not roll out next year with Peraza and Cabrera as in your everyday lineup and maybe see where Volpe's at? I think with uh, Cabrera, especially, you need to give him the proper amount of reps, proper amount of playing time, because you just said he's kind of got that DJ LeMayhew, Ben Zobris thing going on where he can play well at multiple positions. And the reason I mentioned his his swing being long, because like you mentioned, he does expand the zone, the zone times. In terms of his energy and just what, what he brings as a teammate, I actually, actually see a prime DD Gregory in his in his Waldo Cabrera. Okay. Just because yep. if, if you listen to his interviews, he's so happy to be there. He's just, it's almost like for anyone who watches Ted Lasso, he's like Danny Rojas. Baseball is life. Baseball is life. And he's just made the most of his opportunity. He's going out there. And more important, most importantly, he's not just playing well. He's having fun doing it. In no, his exactly. Own way. Like, he doesn't seem to get down as, like, as of now. Now, he hasn't really gone through his first big slump or like kind of gone through the mental grind of a full 162 game season. Right. But like, yeah, he, he seems, he it seems like he does a very good job of not letting a mistake snowball into a lost, you know, game. Right. Right. A, a bad at bat doesn't influence him in the field. He doesn't carry that over to the next inning. Some guys on this team do that. We've seen them do that <clears throat> Hicks, but like, yeah, he, I, you know, he's, he's a valuable utility player that, you know, I don't, I don't see why the Yankees wouldn't want to hold on to him a just because he is cheap, right? But like B yeah, he's a switch hitting utility, like in a, sim- in a similar vein, do you now he, has, he hasn't played in a while cause he's been hurt. If there's mutual interest, do you bring back Matt Carpenter next year? Um, yeah, I would say so. On a, on a one year, like I don't know, like but like three million. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why not? Good lefty, like he'll be a good lefty bat. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see why not. It's. Just, I'll tell you what. Like, I'd rather have him than Donaldson next year. Donaldson, I think, is going to be one of those guys who Cashman might try to unload in the offseason. Look, we've talked a lot about the value he adds defensively. Stop hitting him fourth. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know where else I don't know where else you're going to hit him. You can't hit him in the bottom third. Well, no, yeah, put him sixth. Like, like, come on. Right. I mean. Like, like, except if, if you're going to eat the money, don't try to force anything to happen. The dude strikes out way too much now. And for a guy who became famous on t- saying, if your coach tells you to hit ground balls, tell him no, he hits a shit ton of ground balls. He has like, hit a lot of ground balls this year. He should really, you know, follow his own advice and try to lift the ball. Yeah. Because, like, I, I don't know. It, 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 he's, he's been a weird at-bat to watch all year. Paul O'Neill said something uh, yesterday that you've touched on is that he kind of goes up there because you use the term, the term talks himself into take into drawing the walk. Mm-hmm. Whereas as O'Neill said something like, Oh, he's going, he's going, he's going up there just kind of anticipating too much kind of playing out the at bat a little bit. Yeah. Like, 
he's always been a cerebral guy. And uh, it, yeah, up to this point, it doesn't never seemed like it would hurt him. But yeah, this this season he just looks like like how many I don't know how many times he's looked at fastballs right down the middle. Uh, swung fastballs right down the middle. It, Brendan Cuddy put out a put out a piece. I think it was back in July. How a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's seeing fewer fastballs. This thing they they actually did look at the numbers. Josh Donaldson is seeing five six percent fewer fewer fastballs than last year, and so I think a lot of and so that alone. I mean. You're a former hitter, like that's going to mess with your timing quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you get frustrated too, especially when you yeah. consider yourself a fastball hitter, which I always did. Um, yeah, no, it, it definitely does get you frustrated and, and gets you out of your game. But you know, the the you, you got to find an adjustment. You got to find a way where you ha- you can force the pitcher to start swinging or start giving you those fastballs again, you know? Sure. You can't really expand the zone. You can't be chasing those sliders that are outside or curveballs in the dirt, and he does that. He he seems stubborn in his way, and it's, it's frustrating to watch uh, because – It is frustrating. Yeah, because I don't trust him. I, I, I really don't. It's hard to trust anybody not named Judge or Glaber Torres or Rizzo at this point. And saying that you trust Clayber Torres is a big like. Excuse me. <laughs> I trust Clayber Torres. I, I, I still don't trust Clayber. I, I, you trust Clayber more than you trust Giancarlo Stanton at this point. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, of course. Like he, he's he's scared to swing the bat, Stanton. Is. It's it it blows my mind. I've I've never seen a. I know we goof on Hicks a lot. Hicks, for all of his mechanical issues this year, I never at any point saw him look completely lost to the plate. He's always looked like he's at least friggin' trying. Stan, it's like, uh, oh, what? Uh, swing and a miss. Uh, oh, and there's a called strike three because I I got myself into a bad 0-2 count. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like somewhere in the vein with Donaldson. Like, Stanton just thinks way too much of it. The thing with, with uh, Hicks is, of course, he never looks like he's lost up there because he's too dumb of a hitter. Like, I'm sorry. Wow. Like, like he's 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 just a dumbass who goes up there to swing. Like, and he'll swing out of his shoes on a three-one pitch when everyone and their fucking moms in the stadium know that the pitcher is throwing a three-one changeup. Like, because guess what, Hicks, you can't hit a fucking changeup. Yeah, I don't know. Can either of us hit changeup still? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> then again, I'm not getting paid however much money to be a major league baseball. He's got like twenty something million dollars left, twenty eight and a half million left in his contract. Yeah, man. That, like, which I, wish I, could, I wish I could half. get paid that much money and just refuse to adjust anything in my work. <laughs> the fact that guys like Hicks and various umpires are so bad at their jobs. And still get to do what they do, man. It's wild. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, l- l- let me ask you about this. Did you see that report by Joel Sherman in the Post that apparently the Yankees were entertaining designating Aroldis Chapman for assignment? Uh, I didn't read it, but I, I did hear about it. I'll, I'll read that. Okay, it's like this stage of the season. It's certainly fun to think about, but that, there's no way that was ever go- that's ever going to happen. There just isn't. No, I, like absolutely not. Like not. Uh, no. Go ahead. 
Uh, unless between now and the, the Texas series of Cashman suddenly decides, hey, Miguel Castro, that's my guy. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he's been hurt for however long, so you don't know what you're going to get out of him. I mean, this bullpen is going to be due for a major facelift uh, after this year. So and I think that I think, I think I, like when we had Max Green for Info, I think he touched on a lot. The fatigue is definitely the biggest factor. Yeah, you know, this group. I think that Matt Blake and Mike Harkey, they're both very smart, conscientious guys. They're going to talk to guys like Clay Holmes like Loisga, like Michael King, and say, like, hey, here's what we need you to do for the off se- during the offseason. Here's what your throwing program is going to be. Here's what your rest days are going to look like. And I think that Holmes, especially with what we saw with that demon sinker earlier this year, I think that if he comes back and is able to stretch his arm out more, I, I, th- I think if he saves season, it's certainly, certainly in there. Scott mm-hmm. Efros, he, he's pretty much Zach Britton, but cheaper. I don't know what Jonathan Loisga can do. And bring me back Stephen Ridings or Riddings. Ridings. <laughs> I want him back. Why do you like him so much again? I don't know. He's just, he was a big dude, red hair. So he looked a little goofy and he just threw absolute smoke. Former substitute teacher, too, from what I understand. And also that. Like, yeah. I just remember, like, I didn't, I, I don't know if it was his debut, but he, like, he came out of nowhere, right? And he struck out the side. And, and that's and right. Yeah. Room. Yeah. When half the guys got COVID last summer. And then you were just kind of watching him pitch. Like, this dude is nasty. Like, so, I don't know. And, again, another cheap option. You know, what, what have we said in the past? The Yankees are good at two things. Developing College arms. And, you know, international free agents. Yeah. So. Who do you want to face in the division series? Because um, I think the way the bracket's set right now, we'd face either Cleveland or Seattle. I would want to face. That'd be Cleveland, right? Recency bias says yes. There's something about J Ram that scares me a little bit. Like, right. I, I I feel like he would just kind of come out of fucking nowhere and not nowhere, but like he would single handedly will his team to victory. Um, I think I would rather take my chances. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I think Seattle is the more talented team, but the inexperience there would definitely like you can easily rattle them. I think they've got the pitching to cover that inexperience, though. Uh, that's true. That's true. They just, they just gave a Luis Castillo a hundred million dollars. Yeah. So yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I'm just glad it's not going to be fucking Tampa or Toronto. All right. Yeah, I know. Let them cannibalize each other. <laughs> or wait, or would it? How, how does this new bracket work now? Because here, hold on. Yeah, I'm actually going to Google this. All right, MLB new postseason rules explained. Because now, because now, part of me is wondering since Houston has the best record out of anyone, they would get. With I guess they would get the wild card winner, right? Uh, hold on, okay. Um, I'm pulling this up from the Athletic. Should have had this queued up earlier. All right, new format: team playoff bracket features teams from each league. Rat, blah 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 blah. Uh, wild card series is now best out of three. Uh, all right, number one seed, best record. Number two seed, second best division winner. That's Houston, the Yankees. 
All right, number one and two seeds receive first seed first prize wild card series. Number three, that's the worst of the division winners, faces the six. Four faces the five. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So the number one team faces the winner of the four, winner winner of the five. Number two faces the winner of the three six. So there's yeah. So there's there's, there's no uh, there's no picking your opponent like was rumored. Okay. So it's clean seating. Top seed faces the winner. Yeah, top seed faces the winner of the four or five, and the yeah. Okay, so the Yankees would face either Cleveland or I think Seattle at this point. Works for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take those chances. I'm gonna look that up again just to just to be sure. MLB playoff bracket 2022. MLB playoff picture and bracket. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, because these are the two. Mariners are the one. Yeah, right now Cleveland's the the and Seattle's the six. God, imagine imagine if one of the Blue Jays or the Rays knocked off the Astros and the Yankees won won their division series. I think at that point, I think at that point, all bets are off. Uh, Yeah, I would agree. Now on the National League side, you have the Dodgers. Imagine them are the number two seed, but they're. uh, Tied with the Braves right now, so who knows what's going to happen there. Are uh, they now officially tied? Uh, yeah, after yesterday. Yeah, because they, they lost yesterday, so they so they're good. Uh, but they're scoreless with the Marlins now. I don't know what the Braves are doing. But but for arguments, arguments say ends today. Dodgers and the Mets are the one that's the two. Cardinals would play the Phillies. Braves would play the Padres. I, I need the Mets to fall out of that two seed, man. I just do. <laughs> because they're just the Mets. They are just the Mets, and it's, the Bra- the Braves, Braves are currently down to the Nationals two to one. Uh, come on, Atlanta! They let Luke Voigt get a sacrifice fly. <laughs> How is he hitting? He's like, like he's having a Joey Gallo season, like hitting at or about two hundred with like like a handful of home runs, decent RBs. Decent RBs. He, uh, I looked, at, I still follow him on Instagram. He did have a. Uh, a pretty good looking double last night. Oh, oh, get up, get up, get up, get up. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah. Ah, damn it. LaCastro, LaCastro ground rule double. He gapped it, and I thought, like, great, this is going to roll the wall inside the parker, maybe a triple, bounced <laughs> over. Did I don't know if you saw any pictures of a LaCastro from last night during the, uh, during the locker room celebration. That guy is ripped, dude. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. There's just like a skinny, fast dude. Man, that was a good swing. Damn. How much? How much of uh, yesterday's post game festivities did you get to watch? None. I, I didn't get to watch any of it. It was. <laughs> there's one funny moment. I want. I, I'm curious to what some people think about this. They were coming back in from taking the team picture on the field. Meredith was trying to talk to everyone. I think she was talking to Donaldson. Judge and Rizzo came in, razzed him a bit. Rizzo was all of a sudden very clean, very dry, had a fresh shirt on, and Meredith called him on it, and he was just like, I, you know, they're, they're and I, I had to go take care of something. <laughs> like, would you have to, you have to do? Uh, the shower changed. I had to go take care of something. What was he taking care of? Get, like, I have no idea. Seeing, a wife, seeing the wife in the side room for their own celebration? Like, is he... <laughs> like, it's Canada, like marijuana's legal there. Is he, is he going out to like meet the dispensary delivery man or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that a little a little shady there, Rizzo. Uh, 
he's really pulling into the Italian mobster. Uh, wow. Mystery. Just the, you know, the, 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 the mystery that surrounds him. You never know. As, as you hand gesture. gesture. As I hand gesture, you know, he's, he's got that kind of level of mystery here. And can you believe it? I mean, his family uh, is from New Jersey. Yeah. I'm like his last name ends in a vowel. So. So, so does yours. And he's already way more Italian points than you. <laughs> Why? Cause I have a red beard. I mean, that's certainly part of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What, what is on your sweatshirt, man? Uh, this was the old uh, academy I used to work at. Oh, word. Yeah. So. Anyway. Um, yeah, we covered everything. Yankees uh, won the division. It's been a crazy season, a frustrating season. We'll... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Giants losing lose the boys. Where's the Super Bowl season now, huh? Two and one. You know what? No team is going to go perfect this year. So, you know. Once they, yeah, no, I, I can't even stay up with that. Fucking offensive line was awful. <laughs> Fucking damn it. And the secondary. The, I mean, it's the same old shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants are really back now. Fuck your life. Anywho. Also, like, also fuck Kenny Galladay for bitching and moaning about not getting any playing time and then just dropping. His sole a, target. Yeah. Like, dude. Come on, like I mean, you can't you can't complain now. Like that that literally was perfect on the money, and you literally watched it just hit like land at your feet. I mean, let's Dumb. be honest that, that 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 that's probably the worst moves Gentleman ever made. Like the Giants never should have signed Kenny Holiday to begin with. All right, yeah. so we are going to stay with you guys through this Aaron Judge at bat. Then we are probably going to knock it out for the night. So Judge is currently up right now, two runners on, one out. Yankees lead three nothing with this. Scotch tape lineup, which I, I'm loving every second of this. <laughs> I, I actually I actually have a friend who's up in a, who's up in Canada. He went to two of the three games. And um he t- uh, he's on his own way back to York now, but he texted me. If we win with the hangover lineup, I'm gonna laugh my ass. Oh yeah, it'll be fucking hilarious. Yeah, because it's like the J they they've got most, if not all, of their starters out there tonight. Yeah, I mean they're not. They're, they're, really they're playing for they're playing for positioning right now. Yeah, and again, I guess that's kind of like the beauty of you know we the the new format can have its criticisms for sure, but I guess that's kind of the beauty of it is you reward the team that played well the entire season and the teams that are on the outside looking in. Uh, and it's yeah. it's hard not not to think about this team because like Judge especially he comes in with a New York or nowhere sweatshirt. Okay, great. Like it's all pure speculation. It probably means nothing, but the way he's hitting the ball right now, what if the free, what if his free agency has the opposite effect where op- opposing GMs looking and go like, I'm not getting into a bidding war with Brian Cashman for this guy. I'm just not. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I still have no idea what his contract will look like. Oh, like wild pitch. You're you're ahead of me, so <laughs> yeah, I'll try not to do any spoilers. No, but think about it. like the, the who are the main threats? The Reds, right? They're about to tear it down. Heim Bloom's not going to commit like hundreds of millions of dollars to what's to what's essentially a Tampa Bay style rebuild. The Mets, they've got their own free agency issues to work out, plus their own in uh homegrown guys who need to be paid. But yep. the the Dodgers, where is he gonna play? They've got so much money committed to Freddie Freeman still. And the Giants, okay, yeah, could they go that extra mile to pay him? Sure. Who are they going to build around him? And like, oh, Judge is your key to chasing the Dodgers? Okay, great. Yeah. 
That's a good point. There really isn't like a lot of where, oh, it would make perfect sense to have him on the team. I, I still, I just can't imagine what teams are going to think. Oh, see, now like that, him missing that pitch. Oh, the ground ball, yeah. Like, I, you know, a month ago, he he hits out. Sorry, guys, I don't know if you heard that. My wife just unleashed an epic burp. Hey, you know, uh, honey, can you come back here and explain that for a second, please? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, that, that's a good burp. People want to hear about it. No, she's not going to come back. <laughs> All right, well, this is a good time for us to wrap up the show because the Blue Jays are calling, calling the pen, putting Mitch White out of his misery. But uh, what were you saying about, about his Sarah Alec? I'm sorry. Honestly, I kind of... He kind of pulled it off on, 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 on the burp. <laughs> yeah, he pulled, uh, well, he pulled it off on the ground. Well, no, yeah, just like a month ago, that's probably a pitch he hits out. Like, he's, yeah. he's just, like, I, maybe he's trying to, like, lift the ball a little too much and it's causing the bat to kind of come up on it. And, you know, like, yeah, I mean, he, he's pressing. He's kind of feeling the pressure, I would imagine. I'm feeling the fucking pressure. And I'm, yeah, we I'm all are. Anything. Right now, so, I'm just worried. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss the thing in person. I'm not gonna get yes work on uh on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be in upstate New York next weekend. So like, if it happens when I'm in the mountains, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck? Well, well, they're not gonna be playing next weekend. Oh, is it over? I guess yeah, yeah. Wednesday's the last day. Ah, damn. All right, oh, folks. Well. well, this has been episode 144 of Bleacher Creatures. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, enjoy the rest of the regular season and the long break before the playoffs. It's going to be awesome. So long, guys.